Buckle up! This podcast is going to be all about the journey. Hi, I'm Clara, your host of Talk Journey to Me podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast really stemmed from the thought that everyone comes from a different background and how they have handled their highs and lows of life. Join us as we dive deeper into my guest story. So buckle up for a new episode of Talk Journey to Me. On this episode, we're going to hear from a good friend of mine and my life coach, Lindsay Dunlap. I am so excited that you're here. Welcome no pressure. Like I'm your, I'm your coach. I like, I, I better show up. Good, huh? <laughs> you better. <laughs> I know. I even like before we were going live, I even told her, I was like, okay, I get to be the coach today and ask you the questions. <laughs> so, um, Tell my audience if they don't know who you are um, and obviously what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, she gave you it in a nutshell. So I'm Lindsay Dunlap um, with drum roll, like super generic name, Lindsay Dunlap coaching. Um, (laughs) But what I have been able to realize is it matters less about the name on the label and more about how you're showing up. So um, that's really what I work with, with my clients. So I am, um, a mom of two. I am a, a farmer's wife. Um, I am a diabetes wife and a diabetes mom. Um, so we, there, there's a lot of labels that I, I can, um, can slap on myself at any given time, but I am also like so lucky to be able to, to work with women, um, specifically who are overwhelmed and stressed out and just ready to, kind of figure out who the heck they are (laughs) um, and um, really kind of fall in love with who they are. And I think that's the fun part. So it for sure is. Yeah. I like it. I like the journey so far. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um, So we're obviously here to talk about your journey, either a personal or professional um, story instance, whatever. I know you have a lot of them. So you can even spitball them all, (laughs) give us all the good stuff and tell us more. Yeah. So I feel like my, it's, I kind of think that almost my journey started five or six years ago. um, But then I moved backwards and I realized like how much that impacted this. and, And like the more you you pay attention, the more you are present, the more you recognize what all happened for you in the past. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean like super quick snapshot, my husband and I got married in, um, August of 2010. We had our son in October of 2011. And then we had our daughter in July of 2014, December 1st of August, 2014, my husband was involved in a farm accident and he lost his left leg in that accident. And that's where I say, like, that was kind of like the roller coaster ride mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of really becoming who I am today. And, and it's because I didn't know the choices I was making then. It, I just felt like I had to. Like I didn't have a choice. I have my husband who's laying in this hospital bed who we get to navigate what life looks like now. Um, So our son was three, our daughter was four months old Mm. and he was in bed 
not, you know, he, he right. had, you know, I was it. <laughs> when I say I was the only able body person in the house, it was true. <laughs> so, um, so I was working full time at the time and he w- was figuring out what life was going to be like. We were all figuring out what life was going to be like and leaving the hospital the first time they say, Oh, two or three months, he'll heal up, he'll get his prosthetic and, and you'll be amazed at how well things will go. Okay. I can do this for three months. Like we can figure this out for three months. And then he got his first round of MRSA, which Mm. put him back in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Then he had an amazing plastic surgeon at OSU medical center who said, here's what I want to do for you. Um, to give you the best possible uh, quality of life with a Mm -hmm. prosthetic. You're young, you know, you're fairly healthy outside of being a type one diabetic. Um, And and you're active. You have an active job. You have small kids. Here's what I want to do. That required another six to eight months of surgeries and procedures and no prosthetic. Um, No prosthetic until his accident was 2014. He had his first prosthetic fitting, the, I think it was January 29th of 2016. Wow. So we went over a year with him, mm-hmm. very limited mobility. And, and I tell people like, I, I, I told people, I don't have a choice. What else am I supposed to do? Because you have people who say, oh my gosh, how do you do it? Like, you are so amazing. I'm like, I did I did sign it. a paper that said I wanted to? No, <laughs> I right. guess I did because I got married. I signed a marriage right. license. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, um, yeah. you chose that. <laughs> marriage license, better or for worse, like pay attention to those. <laughs> um, but I did like, and, and that's like the really powerful thing that I recognize now is I do have a choice. Mm-hmm. I, I would not take that choice back. I didn't feel like it at the time but I would never take that choice back. Now, there are some things that I maybe would have done differently, like not feeling like I had to do it all by myself. Right. <laughs> um, but family is one of my number one values. Um, and, and I know that because of the choices that I made and, and the fact of, I wouldn't, like as hard as it was, as painful and as many tears and, and as many times as I would sit in the hospital waiting room for him to come out of a surgery and think, can we just be done with this? Like right. still would not change my choice. Right. But there was about three years in <laughs> where I go, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've I've been there. I've done all of this. Like you, you almost felt like you put your life on hold and then you realize like life continued, mm-hmm. but I'm still sitting here on hold. My kids were getting older. My, you know, he was, he had two bouts of MRSA um, in that period and within those three years. And, but he was back to work and he was mobile and, and, you know, it is what it is. And we kind of, take our adjustments as they come. <laughs> but I, I recognized like I, if I wasn't working full time, if I wasn't doing for my employer, if I wasn't doing something for my husband, if I wasn't doing something for my kids, I didn't know what to do. Right. I, I didn't know what else there was. 
And so that's when I started spending time with myself. I would set my alarm early in the morning just to have a quiet cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I started reading some devotionals and I just started listening. Like there, there is no silence unless you choose to listen. Right. <laughs> and, and I remember this little voice that said, go be a coach. I had no flipping clue what I was going to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what? What? Me? (laughs) So I have a background in HR. I I recognize, I know about like executive coaching and those types of things. And I thought, okay, so let's see what this is like. So I started investigating and researching and like, how do you do it? Like, do you just all of a sudden flip a switch and start telling people you're a coach? That didn't align with who I was. Um, so I found a program, one of the top coaching certification programs. And I, I went to my husband (laughs) terrified because of the price point, um, terrified because he is not an emotion person. He is not a get to know yourself person. He like, that's not his world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so when I go to him and I say, hey, I want to spend X number of dollars to go get the certification to become a coach and quit my job and like make this happen. That like replaying that story in my head over and over again was terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. But what I also knew was that if I didn't do it, I was never going to do anything for myself. Right. So so at that point, I'm like, as terrifying as this feels right now, it was heartbreaking to think about not doing it. So I put it off for probably a week. Like I played that story (laughs) over and over in my head. And like, I always had a way of, of having these like life altering conversations at like 1030 at night, laying in bed, we're half asleep. And I'm like, so I need to tell you something. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> not so much anymore. Um, but but it was, he's like, I don't really understand it, but it sounds like it. it's something that you believe in. And if you believe in it, if and if you trust that you can do that, then let's do it. Let's figure it out. And so in... July. Well, I started the program in April of 2018 Mm -hmm. and, and went to my first live training in July in Chicago. So I had my poor husband at home with two kids and I, Mm -hmm. I jumped on an airplane to go to Chicago for the weekend. That was eye opening (laughs) for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that process, like, again, for me, to work through the guilt of leaving him at home. Right. Um, so I, I, I did three weekends in Chicago in, in that following year. The one in July, I did one in October and then one in January of 2019. I, I got to practice 
what I teach my clients of, mm-hmm. of separate yourself, like recognize that nobody died. <laughs> you know, everybody says, did you die? Nobody died. Did I have to make adjustments? Yes. Like at one point I had my, my last module, my last weekend away. My mother-in-law was also living with us because she was laid up after having knee surgery. And so I left my, my amputee husband, who I think he had just had like carpal tunnel surgery or something because he still has surgeries a lot. Um, my amputee husband with his mom, who is usually our backup support system, she is laid up living in our house. Right. And I'm like, I need you guys to take care of the kids. I'm going to Chicago. (laughs) So I found support and I asked people to come help because the old me would have said, I'll just cancel it or I'll do it later. But that didn't get me anywhere. That would just continue to, to make me feel like I wasn't important enough. Right. And I knew that wasn't true. But knowing it and actually taking the action are two very different things. Uh (laughs) So as you can probably attest to, the action part is the really fun part of coaching. (laughs) I mean, there's no changes until you change something. Exactly. And and you can hear it 1,000 times and you can tell yourself 8 million times, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Okay but are you doing it? Right. Right. <laughs> and, and those words, even the, the words you use have energy around whether you're going to actually take the action or not. Right. And so that's what we get to figure out. So, you know, I, I, I get to help women navigate that. And that's like the most amazing thing for them to all of a sudden really get to, to recognize like it, you, again, you look at it after the fact and you realize it all happened over this period of time, but there's going to be this moment where you go, Oh, wow. Like that last little, mm-hmm. yeah. That, you know, you, you built this shell around yourself to protect yourself from all these things and, and you're going to chip away a little piece at a time. And then when that last piece falls, you go like, this is who I am supposed to be like this, right. this is it. Right. And there's just this feeling of, uh, you know, I talked to somebody yesterday and she said, it's just this peace. Mm-hmm. Like there's this calm and this comfort in really feeling connected to you. Right. If that makes any sense. But, right. At that point, when you get yes. to that level of knowing who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah which I feel like leads in perfectly on how you make an impact on others. Yeah. So, so I, I, I tell people like, I want everybody to have that feeling. I, and and I see it so much. and, And I think as you have your own business, you kind of evolve to who, who you're really meant to work with. Like who you, who, who do you attract? Who are those people that you're attracting? And I do have such a connection with the, the mom and the wife who 
has been so busy sacrificing themselves because that's what they're supposed to do. Because the, the story that we hear is, well, as a mom, that there's sacrifice involved. Or as a wife, there's sacrifice involved. Or as a caregiver, they're sacrificed involved. Like I am all three of those things. Right. And I, I want people, like I teach people that it's choices. It's not about sacrifice. It's about choices. Make the conscious choice. Understand why. If it doesn't feel good, then it's probably not aligned with your values. Right. And and you can't know that until you know your values. <laughs> so, right. That's a big so, part of it. Right. So so we pretty much will start there. Um, and and you've got to unpack. You you have to unpack all of the stories without any judgment, without any belief that they're right or wrong, but just get them all out on the table. So then once you unpack it all, then you get to figure out where you want to go because now you know where you've been, where do you want to go? And then we get to work through it. We get to get there together. And, Mm -hmm. and from my perspective of both having a coach and being a coach, no matter how many skills you have, no matter how much like logical thinking you do, there's still so much power in having somebody hear what you're not really saying. Right. Because I've had clients tell me like, oh my gosh, you gave me so many aha moments. And I'm like, but I just repeated what you said. Welcome to my sessions. <laughs> <laughs> that literally happens where I'll just talk away. And then you're like, so what I'm hearing is the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh-huh. Where'd you get that from? You just told me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's because I, and the part that I loved about my coach training was it's, you you don't coach the story, you coach the energy Mm -hmm. because, because we're always going to have a story. We're always going to have things that are, that keep showing up in different, in different experiences. Right. But if you get down to the energy of it, that's where your transformation gets to happen is understanding where that is. So. Right. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I always like talking to you because I feel so calm after. Oh. <laughs> like, this is nice. <laughs> Tell oh. my husband that. I don't think he ever believes people are calm after they talk to me. So. <laughs> when talk to you. I feel like when people talk to me, they get like excited and riled up. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like the energy I bring. Yeah. Um, They're like, Clara told, Clara told me I got to get this, 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 this done. And I'm gonna, because I know she's going to come after me if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) See me running down the road following people. Um, Oh my gosh. So, so excited um, that you were able to share all of that. Um, So if my audience wants to reach out or get to know you more, like where can they find you? Um, so you're going to find me most in my free community on Facebook. Uh, it's recovering people pleasers. Um, because if you're a wife and a mom and, and you're in those environments, let me tell you, there's a lot of people pleasing that happens. <laughs> or real. And, and, um, so that free community is on Facebook. Um, you can also shoot me an email 
um, Lindsay at lindsaydenlopcoaching.com or I am on Instagram at lindsaylovinglife. So nice. Perfect. Yeah. And then that'll also be in the show notes so people can then reach out to you from there as well. So thank you so much for hopping on and talking about your journey. And yes. thank you so much to my listeners for at least lasting this long. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're not skipping <laughs> over things. You're like, this, this is girl. the one, this is the one that you want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the one we won't tell anybody else. No, That's her little personally. secret. But I know, I know everyone that Clara has, so they're all valuable. They are all valuable in their own (laughs) way. 